Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm excited today because I'm doing something different. As you know, when I have the opportunity to to be on a podcast, and I feel like it was like a really juicy, good conversation, I like to bring it to the Empowering Her podcast. And a few months ago, I was on the Laughing Couple podcast. And I have to tell you, this was like the most fun I've ever had on a podcast. This couple, Ryan and Brittany, are so freaking hilarious. And they actually they start this episode with such a funny question. Thankfully, I was prepared for the question because I listened to the podcast and I know that they ask everybody this question. And um, they had had me fill out a questionnaire to make sure that I know this question is going to be asked. And I'm not going to spoil it, but you need to listen to this episode because it is so fun and so funny and then just an all-around great conversation. Um, They really bring, I keep using the word fun, but it's true. They like bring the fun. And if you don't follow them on Instagram, you also need to check them out on Instagram because they're actually hilarious all the time. And I got to experience just, you know, about 30 minutes of their magic. And I wanted to share it here with you today. So I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, Send me your feedback at uh, Girl Life Empowerment. If you enjoy the episode, uh, share it on social media, tag us, tag the laughing couple. Um, and I can't wait to hear what you think of it. Without further ado, enjoy. Well, we have a guest today. Melody, I'm not going to even attempt your last name because I know I will botch it. So could you please just say it beautifully and then just give um, our listeners a little a little tidbit about who you are, what you do, because there's lots to talk about. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. I'm Melody Pormorati. I am an author. And you you would have gotten I it. I would have. I was going to say, she would have actually got I that. Was I would have. I'm upset I'm, with myself. We were going through it before the podcast. And that's <laughs> pretty much bang on, Britt. <laughs> it's fine. So I'm an author. I'm a girl mom to 16-year-old twin girls. Um, I am super passionate about introducing young girls to their superpowers. I want every young girl to know that she's powerful beyond measure. And the way that I do this is whether it's through my podcast or through my books or through a certification program where I actually train women to run profitable and impactful girls empowerment businesses. And I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. And you have, we're super excited to have you. We, as we talked about before the podcast, we have an eight-year-old daughter. So this is a subject matter that's very close to our heart. Something that we're we're consciously aware of on an ongoing basis. I also grew up with two older sisters who were uh, very athletic and very entrepreneurial and my mom who is a hard ass. So it's like, no, she's like, not, No, she's not. She's a beautiful human being, but she's very strong. And so yes. this is a subject matter for me that was always kind of normal um, and only to grow up and find out that that's not the norm. Um, mm-hmm. So we're yeah. very interested in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wrote a book. I did. So <laughs> impressive. Can you drop the, t- well, I mean, well, we will link all of the book stuff in the um, bio, but can you tell us the latest. Um, maybe a little bit about like some, some hidden gems in your book or, or something to kind of you skip over the, I love you and you're annoying. Oh no, no, I'm not. I forgot. <laughs> Thank yeah, you no. for that. Sorry, we got to get the dirt before we get into like Melody's locked and loaded for this conversation. <laughs> She's ready. Okay, you already know. You already know what is something that your partner does that is hella annoying. So 
picture this. Okay. Okay. We're about to go to bed. I'm like super, I put my cream on my face. I'm like in, I'm comfortable. I have my, my headset in my ears. I'm about to do a meditation. All of a sudden, my husband sitting right next to me, he turns on his hypervolt. Now, for those who don't know, the hypervolt is that massager. It's like it vibrates and it's super loud. And it's like, yeah, just as I'm like in the zone about to go into a nice slumber. Um, and I would have to say of all the things that's, that's the one. And, and it happens every day, every single day. So you can imagine. Why does he choose to do it at that time? Well, because that's his feng shui nighttime. Yeah, but he right. could do that like that's before. His, that's his bedtime practice. But exactly. like, correct me if I'm wrong. See, I thought you were going to go like, totally perverted here and be like, I'm about to no. meditate. And next thing I know, my husband's sitting right beside me and here he is well, ready to meditate. Vibrates, right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It could go either way, but no, it does not serve me, unfortunately, in any way. It's just, it's a nuisance. It okay. is a nuisance. Correct me if I'm wrong though. Like when I go to bed, I will announce like I'm heading to bed. And then it's typically like, 10 to 15 minutes of like washing your face, brushing your hair, maybe a face mask, whatever. So right. in that time, he is aware that I'm going to bed. And tip, are you the same? Do you have that small announcement? Like I'm heading up, going to wash up? Definitely. Yes. But he's always coming into the bedroom a little bit later than me. So it doesn't work out that way. So I'm right. already like very chill when he arrives with that beautiful hypervolt. Maybe I think I need to hide it. I don't yes. know. Maybe. Or just like say, listen, like I'm, I'm good for you to do that. Just like when I'm in bed, that is a no, like you can do it anytime. I have a feeling, Brittany, this is an ongoing conversation and this has probably been (laughs) brought up. This could be a whole episode. I tell you, it could be a whole episode. (laughs) I, I would, I would get super annoyed too, because you're in the, you're in the Zen, you're in the moment. Ryan is like, I typically will go to bed before him and Ryan thinks you've gotten better. Like you're quiet, but like a lot of the times he will come in and like, he would brush his teeth and he's like, like so loud. He thinks he's opening the doors quietly or the drawer. I'm like, I can fully hear you. Like (laughs) you stop. Like you're the, you've gotten better. We're not going to get in a domestic on this call, Melody, but I will say this. If I, if I had the ability to set up a camera crew and an audio room environment and you could listen to Brittany coming in in the evening when I'm sleeping versus when I come in in the evening, this one thinks that I'm loud. She has no idea how disruptive she is. If I wake up in the middle of the night because of noise, you know that it's very loud. I have literally never done that. Oh like, my God, ever. And, and the best part is, is that like I've seen you and you sleep like the dead and I will film you dead asleep, yeah, which further a, proves my ninja skills. These are all lies. If they're not. You guys are hilarious. I'm dying. Is, Anyways, back to you. <laughs> okay. So back to twin, your- Twin moms. Yeah. Twin no, mom. What? Twin mom. Twin no, moms. A mom twin. of twins. A mom of twins. Are you okay? <laughs> and I noticed uh, we we were going through your uh, Instagram yesterday before the podcast, kind of researching what we're what we're going to talk about. And I noticed that both your daughters are musicians. They are, and they play in a band together. They do. They do. I'm I'm going to plug it. It's concussion underscore the band. I'm just going to go there. Yeah, you should I'm- go with it. I'm so proud of them. They are in this band called Concussion. They've been together for five years. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, for their self-esteem, it has been the best possible thing. It's been the best thing through COVID. Like they would literally set up outdoors 
by our driveway and the band would come over and they would totally socially oh. distance and they'd play their music. So it's like, you know, we talk a lot about inner tools and I'm sure we're going to talk about inner tools today that I want all of our kids to have access to. And how wonderful to have a passion. Like, and I always say, it doesn't matter if you're even good at it. I, I happen to think they're a wonderful band, but like we always tell our kids like do this or, or don't stop doing this because mm -hmm. you're so good at it. And it's like, we forget about just the way that they feel doing the thing that they're doing. The passion. So um, I, I definitely nurture it so much. I've totally become a band mom. I'm like literally their roadie <laughs> taking them from show to show every weekend. It's a lot of fun and it's totally, my other job. <laughs> I feel like this is a good segue actually to the inner tools, which I'm sure you speak about in your book. Can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Absolutely. So I think that every young person comes into this world with literally a toolbox of inner tools and they don't have access to them because they don't even know about them. And so something that I always do, it's something that we do in our workshops or in any of the courses that I have it's talking all about how we have those tools and how in every single moment we have access to them. So for example, one of our inner tools is just being able to quiet our own minds. And you know, whether it's a standardized test or a child has had a nightmare, teaching them a little simple mantra like peace begins with me. Something so simple, but a really quick and to the point reminder that in every moment, their PowerPoint is within them, right? Like all the power that they need is inside of them. And if they can simply remind themselves that if I want to feel peace and experience peace in this moment, it begins with me. I can't go to anybody else and ask them to give it to me because it's already within. It reminds me of like, have you heard of the, and I don't like the, it, it might not be exactly this, but like some, we were once told that emotions take a full, I think it's 45 seconds to experience before your brain actively is allowed to switch to the next emotion. Right. So something like that little thing you did with your fingers, peace begins within me. Is that what it was? Yeah. Peace They're almost like that. All That's almost like a, like a, just a self reminder, a self regulator to like allow yourself to like experience this emotion. It's not going to last forever and then move on. And that can really start like when they're young, it's just, it's like, okay, take a couple of deep breaths, but that doesn't always work. I find, especially with like the small ones. So something right. that is a little bit more catered to like different ages that might be right. good and, and they don't have to be the same, right. For your for yeah. each kid. They don't have to be the same. And it's like, we can do them too. Like we have to model, right? right? So something we talk about a lot is we can tell our kids to do things till we're blue in the face, but it's yeah. like, until they actually witness us doing those things, like when my kids see me and I call it meditating loosely, because for me, it's like sitting and listening to Soundgarden, but for mm -hmm. everyone, it's something different. Like yes. to really just- Truly, madly, that, deeply. That's Savage right? Garden. Oh, it's Savage time. Garden. Oh man. <laughs> I screwed that up. I screwed that up so bad. I knew you were going to say Soundgarden, Soundgarden. Carry the one. Yep, I know this band. I'm going to die. That was the best. I couldn't have been further off. I could not have been further off. Whether it's Savage Garden or Soundgarden, it's like listening to whatever it is that moves you and whatever it is that soothes you. And it's individual and unique to all of us. 
you're you're fine, right? No, I'm one, terribly. No one heard sorry. that this title of the podcast will be like Melody in Savage Garden, just sitting down <laughs> to talk. We um we're we're experiencing this right now with our four year old who happens to be a boy, but mm-hmm. you know kids are kids, <clears throat> and uh, we're really trying to emphasize the fact that he can do things on his own. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's his emotions. That's, that's anything. He can do it on his own. He's and, a stage five clinger. Yeah. And he is, but he's so smart. And he's so calculated. He realizes, you know, if I just ask enough time, someone's going to do it for me. Mm-hmm. Can we speak about the, your, your program, the girl life certification program? Can you kind of yes. tell us what that is? Yeah. So, So I grew up myself as a child with severe anxiety and I didn't have a name for it. I didn't know what it was. Like when I was growing up, it wasn't something, it wasn't a buzzword. It wasn't something we Mm -hmm. spoke about the way that we do today. And I was always sick and I always had these stomach aches and my poor mom dragged me from doctor to doctor to doctor, trying to figure out like, what is going on with Melody? And every doctor gave me a clean bill of health. They were like, you're totally fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. And it was just so confusing because clearly there was something going on. And it wasn't until my 20s and 30s that I really came to realize that that thing I was feeling was emotional unrest. Like that Mm -hmm. stirring within me is that I was struggling in a big way. And the more I learned about human potential and psychology, and I became an empowerment coach, I was like, wait a second here. Like, this is what was happening for me. I had anxiety. I didn't know how to deal with it because I didn't even know what it was. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you go through something like that, you kind of want to scream it off of the rooftop. So no other child has to experience that without the inner tools or without even knowing that they're there. So I felt this really big pull to to take what I went through, um, also having had twin girls and my girls, I think at the time I started the Girl Life Certification certification Program, they were about seven years of age um, and I was watching them. I remember we were in the Dominican Republic on a family trip and they were holding hands and they were skipping waves on the beach. And I was watching them and I was like, dealing with things in my own life and thinking of some of my clients. And I thought to myself, look at them. So in the moment, look at them. So mindful. They're like, they don't have a care in the world. They're not thinking about what happened an hour ago. They're not thinking about what's going to happen a month from now. No future tripping here. Just like being purely joyful in the moment. And I thought to myself, what is it that happens between that beautiful age And then when kids get into adolescence and older, and there's this crazy stat that a girl's self-confidence peaks at age nine, which is a stat I could not live with. So is is that crazy? Like nine, they have their entire world ahead of them and they're peaking. So all of these different things were, were contributing to my, to the panging on my heart to get out there and create something for girls so we can earlier than nine if possible, but of course, for all ages, um, get them to know that that power exists inside of them. Talk to them about gratitude. Talk to them about um, how they actually get to choose their thoughts, how they are responsible for the world that they see. They get to choose their words. Now, how many certified people do you have? We have 180 right now. I thought it was a very impressive number. Amazing. That's incredible. So there is 180 people out there actively pursuing uh, careers surrounding or or, are completely involved around girl empowerment. So the 180 people are affecting thousands and thousands and thousands of young women 
Uh, and now are you, do you cater this to under nine? Is that usually how it works? Actually, no, our workshops start at five and go all the way to the teenage years. Oh, so there are different age group workshops. There are different age groups. Yeah, because, you know, whether we're catching them before nine or we're catching them after nine, there is work to do. There is work to do. We're in the midst of a mental health crisis. So our girls really need us. I am very interested to know because I know that women empowerment is, uh, I wouldn't call it a buzzword anymore. I really, it's not even a movement anymore. I think it's just a thing. Yeah, it's here to Um, stay. I just know growing up uh, in like the 80s and 90s uh, versus what I see today on the schoolyards with my with my own daughter. Would you say with boots to the ground, would you say that this movement is moving rapidly, quickly? And are you seeing a massive change in the teenage uh, girls that are entering into your programs? Absolutely. I mean, yes, it is moving very quickly. And to answer your question about teenage girls, you know, there's such a big difference between girls who walk into our workshops if they're, let's say, five or six and girls who walk into our workshops in their teenage years. As you can imagine, the younger girls, they come, they're like sponges. They're so excited about everything. Uh, They're like, you know, give it to me. Give me more, more tools. How do I, you know, how do I apply this to my life? They're so in it to win it. And the older girls have already been conditioned, right? They're wondering like, what do I appear like to my peers? What are they thinking of me? Um, wh- one thing that we we notice that happens for girls as they get older is they stop tuning into that inner voice of knowing, the intuition. They stop tuning into who they know that they are. And they start tuning into the questions of like, who is it that they want me to be? Mm -hmm. I talk about this a lot in my book. Like, who do they want me to be? What should I wear? How should I look? How should I act? What should I say? Instead of asking the most trusted authority on their own lives, these girls are looking outside of themselves. And unfortunately, social media is right there to help them Mm -hmm. really lose sight of who they are, authentically speaking. Um, so, so yes, we definitely see a change in the teenagers, but it takes longer to really get through to them than it does to the younger girls. Yeah. I will say, you know, as someone who doesn't frequent social media as much as most people, I guess, especially in TikTok, when I do go on TikTok to support my wife's TikTok, (laughs) um, I'm inundated with videos of, of young women who are, considered out there as strong and fierce that are doing things that I don't think are strong and fierce at all. I think, I think they're putting themselves out there in in very, you know, provocative ways, which that doesn't show like, to me, that's not strength. That's exactly what you just talked about. What does society think I should be doing? And, you know, what is the latest trends that are out there? And I don't think that's healthy for, for women or men. I, agree with you. And I think that, you know, we, we've got some work to do. We definitely have some work to do with social media. Unfortunately comes a lot of that. Like they're there, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what it is that you're talking about, but I can imagine. Um, and there's a lot of filtered photos, mm-hmm. like it's doing the exact opposite of what we hope to do right with a, with a women's empowerment and girls empowerment movement. And that's why we need more voices. We need more women standing up and saying like, you know what, you kind of like your beautiful wife, like great. You're doing amazing things. Like you're keeping it real. 
right? Like that's what we need more of. We need more women going out there and being real and being their authentic selves and showing our girls that it's okay to do that. And that Mm -hmm. you don't, not everything needs to be airbrushed and you don't need to be doing things the way she's doing it. Like you do you like rock, what makes you, you. Absolutely. Speaking of real, but the R E E L I was watching some of your reels and you were discussing, um, one reel. I think it had to do with your, your course. It was something about like empowering girl, like an empowered girl mom. I think you were running a course like specifically right, for yes. that. And I was just looking into like the whole discussion of like learning and like relearning as a parent, what to model for your, your children, specifically a girl. Like I was very fortunate. My mom was always very encouraging into like whatever I showed passion in my mom would encourage. Um, and at the same time, my mom in like a little, a little step over here, my mom is very much like she did everything and then would be like, not like a martyr, but my mom would be like, I'll just do it. And so it, it really, I've been like doing some self work. It really has triggered my, um, my self care or my self worth days. I feel very much like I have to justify them by doing extra things around the house or my, or my job. And I'm really trying to show Riley that like, listen, I deserve, I deserve a self care day, or I deserve to go see my friends because that's it. Like, I don't need any more explanation. And I want her to know that she also deserves these things, right? Like it doesn't, you don't have to justify those things. And it's just funny as a parent to like retrain and relearn your brain and like teach your kids these things by modeling. And you were talking about that. And I was like, wow, wow. Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. But yeah, that was like a really cool example. Like I love, I love what you just said and how important it is to model that for your daughter and I, I remember when I was growing up, like there was such a narrative, you know, on the topic of unlearning and relearning, right? There was such a narrative um, around the way my grandmother would talk to my mom about like, if she noticed somebody like specifically a woman who just took a little extra time for herself or, you know, was enjoying her life or, Um, you know, was using her free time as just that, like free time to go and take care of herself. My grandmother, and there was a word in in Persian that she would say, I don't know how to translate it exactly, but she would just be like, it must be nice. It must be nice to be so carefree. It must be nice to like take care of yourself like that. And my mom picked that up. And I noticed whenever my mom would like go get her hair done or get a massage or even take a minute to like leave the kitchen and like come and hang out and just chill with us. Yeah. You almost needed to have an excuse for doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I called my mom out on it when I was super young. I'm like, mom, why, like, why do you have to explain yourself to me? It's completely okay. And, you know, we acknowledged it. And it's something that I'm so proud of my mom because she's changed the narrative. Like she yeah. had that messaging coming from my very well-meaning grandmother. Cause she was just yeah. sharing what she knew. And then my mom was sharing it with us. And I've got this beautiful opportunity to see myself change that story for yeah. herself. And now I get to change that story for myself because my mom did that work. So yeah. that's, we talk about that a lot is like, you know, just because the way that it was done is the way that it was done. Doesn't mean it's the way we need to carry on the parenting journey, whether Mm -hmm. it's with girls or boys, mom or dad, like we, we get to choose right here, right now, how to change it all up for ourselves. And we don't have to do things the way 
our parents did them and it's mm-hmm. perfectly okay. I've got, two, I've got two, well, maybe they're not important. I got two questions that are important to me. <clears throat> the first one being uh, these workshops that you, you put on for these, these adolescent children, uh, women, uh, young girls. Uh, they're fantastic. They're empowering. But 99% of their time is spent outside of those clinics and in their own households. Would you say that, did your, do your workshops tailor at all to, to women and the generational learning that they've developed specifically so that they can become more empowered themselves to then teach their daughters what empowerment looks like? Because that's yeah. what I'm really hearing is I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hearing that the opportunity that's here is actually at home with the, with the mother. Right, right. No, that is very, that is a very important question. And most definitely. So I, you know, the way that Girl Life all started out is that it was workshops where we'd bring the girls in, their moms would not come. Um, How did we make sure that those messages, though, were were being taken into the households and being practiced? There are a couple of ways. Um, The first thing is we always have an empowering craft in all of our workshops. So let's say we're doing the gratitude workshop. We actually sit with the kids and make a gratitude jar and we teach the girls that every day we want you to drop one, two, maybe even three gratitude notes in your jar. What does that do for them? It actually activates their subconscious mind to be seeking something or some things to be grateful for in every single day, because they know they're going to be dropping that note into the jar. Hmm. So that's one visual reminder and prompt that they take home with them, that hopefully we hope that that stays with them. The other thing is at the end of every workshop, we always encourage them to go home and share this with anyone that they love, a caregiver, a parent, a sibling. Um, And then to, to your point, I started to really understand that Here we are sharing these messages with these girls, but some of these girls are going into homes where these messages were never learned. And the mothers perhaps are operating in ways that um, they they think are best for their daughters. And, you know, when when we know better, we do better. But if we don't know, we don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I actually recently launched an empowered girl mom coaching program, which is exactly what you just described. It's actually speaking to moms about how the best way that they can actually empower their girls is to start with themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, talking to that inner child within each of us and reteaching her all of those emotional intelligence uh, tools that we don't learn in school. That's nothing Mm -hmm. our parents learned in school. It's not something we learned in school. And, and unfortunately um, it's not really taught in schools right now either. So, Mm -hmm. so that's what that course is dedicated to is really starting with the parent. What can we be teaching our son Cooper at the age of four that will help him help his sister and help his classmates moving forward so that they feel like they don't have to cap out at nine? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a beautiful question. And I appreciate that you're thinking in that way. I I would say the first thing is um, to, you know, we, we need to move away from gender stereotypes, right? So like something that I witness a lot just with like my young nieces and nephews is, or even with my daughter, my daughter used to love to shop in the boys department. It's just what she liked to do. It's what she wanted to do. And she got made fun of so much for wanting to do that. And it's like, 
I, I think the message is the same for all children is like, let's, and, and I think girls do this with boys as well, right? Like if there's a boy who comes to school and he's wearing a princess dress, he, oh, yeah. he gets mocked as well. We need to move away from all of this and al allow all children to express themselves as who they are. Now, I'm not saying every boy should show up to school in a princess dress, but I'm saying that, you know, there's this inner knowing in our children and it's like wanting to have fun and, and experimenting, getting to know who they are, whatever that looks like. Um, I think that we need to teach our children to just be respectful mm. and open. And, um, you know, when, when people show us who they are, like, you know, acknowledge them instead of, instead of finding a way to make them wrong. Yeah. So with my daughter, um, did I love that she, that we were shopping in the boys clothing section at the time? It was confusing to me, right? I'm like a parent of two girls and I'm thinking, well, why is she shopping there? But then I was like, look at this girl. She's like, she's a freaking rock star. She knows what she wants to do. And now, I mean, you should see her like she, she dresses in her own unique way mm -hmm. and she's not shopping in the boys department anymore, but it was part of her journey and what she wanted to do and what felt right to her. So, and, I, and I'm so glad that we never said to her, no, Noah, you can't shop in the boys department. Like it's okay. I don't give a shit what Riley wears. Like I want her to wear whatever she wants. However, I think that my um, anxiety of this when we go out is not my problem with what she's wearing. It's the reactions that she might potentially get from strangers and the impact that that will have on her. I never want her to feel made fun of or like the potential is there. So I have this like overwhelming feeling to like control so that that doesn't happen. And like, there has been times where like, she's worn some like wild things and like literally no one has said anything or like to school or whatever. And then I'm like, okay, I created all these scenarios in my head where I'm like, people are making fun of her, but it's that need to protect. I think that's where that comes from personally for me. But then there are other days where like she will come home and people are like, they made fun of like my glasses or whatever, but we can't control everything. We can just control we can try to try to control our kids reacting to others, right? Like we can't control what other people are doing. So I, yeah. I totally, I see what you're saying. So I teaching our kids just to be respectful is really the number one thing. Cause you're, they're going to see a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things are going to be different for each child. So that's super important. They are. And you know, I, I totally, I can totally resonate with what you just said about like, you're worried about people's reactions to what she's wearing and and you know you never want your kid to be hurt you don't mm -hmm. want their, their feelings to be hurt all of it um but there's also such a beautiful opportunity there in that like you know she's expressing herself in her own way and my other daughter ella was like that she was like wearing leopard skin with like stripes and polka yeah. dots and like 12 bows in her hair um but again we let her express herself in that way now she's like mom why'd you let me leave the house like that like right like, those pictures <laughs> But you know what? It was her expressing herself and that's what yeah. brought her to who she is today. Uh, but I think our kids follow our lead, right? So yeah. like if someone says something, it's about us being like, yeah, isn't it the coolest outfit? Like I Absolutely. love how she's expressing herself. Mm -hmm. So they're very much following our lead in that way. If I'm a mom, if I'm a mom or dad listening to this podcast, but specifically a mom and I want to get into your programs, how do I find that? So uh, www.getgirlpower.com, all the information anyone needs to connect with us to find a local girl life chapter, to become a facilitator, or just a mom looking to empower her daughter. 
Perfect. Awesome. And then, and then you're, you've, you provide a lot of free information on your channels. Can you, can you just drop those really quickly and then we'll, um, we'll pitch the book a little bit too. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, so I have the empowering her podcast, uh, anywhere you listen to your podcasts, I will be there. Um, we are at girl life empowerment on Instagram and on Facebook. We have a Facebook group called the business of empowering girls. Perfect. Nice. And the book, the new book, the title, and then is it out already? The book is called Empowered Women, Empower Girls, A Guide to Modeling Courage, Confidence, and Self-Love for the Next Generation. It is out. It's on Amazon. And again, it's all about how when we embody empowerment for our girls, that's like the greatest gift that we can give them. Just leading and role modeling by example. Perfect. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thank you guys. This was so much fun. I always love connecting with my fellow Canadian friends. Yes. (laughs) Few and far between. We must. There's only 30, 35 million of us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm in New York now. So connecting with my Canadian people. Fair. It feels like home. It feels like home. Thanks. Well, Melody, I appreciate your time, your energy, your efforts, and uh, we will absolutely be looking into your program for our daughter. I think it's, um, it's just, it's so important for them to realize that, uh, you know, I just, I didn't know the nine year old peaking thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's got me a little rattled cause she's eight. So, um, <laughs> we'll be fine. we're going to, we're going to tackle this and we're going to put a lot of effort forward for it. So thank you so much for that. Have a, a wonderful day. Thank right. you. Thanks guys. Bye. If you love what you're hearing, please go ahead and leave us a review so that we can keep the empowerment flowing. Also, be sure to follow along on Instagram at Girl Life Empowerment, and I would love for you to check out my newly released book, Empowered Women, Empower Girls, across all Amazon platforms. I'm so grateful for you, and I can't wait to talk to you again next week.